Hey everyone, welcome back to the most exciting and insightful e-reader radio show in this entire world. Of course, this is the Goody Reader Radio Show. My name is Michael. It's September the 2nd, 2015, and tis the season for new devices, new tablets, and new e-readers. This is what we're going to talk about on the show today. Of course, Kobo has just officially announced the Kobo Touch 2.0, and Chapters Indigo dropped the ball uh, last week. They put an entry on their site with a few pictures, but didn't really include any specs. And this kind of left the Kobo PR department scrambling to say, okay, you know, this is an e-reader. We can't really tell you too much about it now, but in the coming days, we will. Here's the story. This is a basic entry-level e-reader. So... You can think of this as the low end of the spectrum. It'll be the Kobo Touch 2.0, the Kobo Glow HD, and then the Kobo H2O. So that kind of rounds out their modern portfolio. So again, $89 for the C-Reader. We do have some specs available. It is using an older e-ink pearl HD screen, uh, 800 by 600, 167 PPI. It's... Infrared touch. It has a 1 gigahertz processor, 4 gigs of internal memory. There is no SD card. There is no front light. So this is sort of the type of e-reader where if you've never had one before, this may be a good jumping off point. Uh, price is cheap. So if you look at, say, the entry-level Kindle in the in the United States retails for about seventy nine dollars. Um, the new Kobo Touch two point will be about sixty one dollars. So uh, ten dollars would be like the price difference a little bit more. I'm not really good at math. Aside from the Kobo Touch, which I'm told will be available in the coming weeks, we will also be getting a review unit. So if you want to know more about this. Uh, stay tuned to our blog at goodyreader.com slash blog. Barnes & Noble has a new 6-inch e-reader that is going to be formally announced, I'm told, on this this week. So September 3rd, which is tomorrow, or September 4th will be the formal announcement. Not a lot is known because pretty well I was taking a gander at the FCC, which is uh, federal, uh, it's like the communications company, all, you know, devices and tablets have to be put, submitted through there and approved in order to be sold in North America. Uh, We do know that there's a six inch device, likely because Barnes and Noble is releasing it so far after the Amazon Kindle Voyage has hit the market, chances are it'll have comparable resolution form factor as the kindle voyage so it won't probably be a kindle voyage killer but it'll give you the same type of super high resolution reading experience so you know regrettably i don't know a whole lot more at this point but i do know that a six inch reader's plan now we do have a scoop and we're the first website to report on this barnes noble is also going to be unveiling a new eight inch nook tablet As you guys know, last year, 
Barnes and Noble established a relationship with Samsung for the Samsung Galaxy Tab 4 Nook, and these were Samsung branded tablets that Barnes and Noble basically said, "Yeah, we'll buy about a million units off of these," <laughs> but they sold didn't sell hardly any of them. Uh, this was be because the Nook HD Plus and the Nook HD were older Nook branded tablets. And then when the Samsung uh, tablets came out, they were actually had worse resolution than the previous generation. And this kind of irked a lot of users because they were like, okay, this is a new tablet that's expensive and it's kind of worse than the previous generation. Not so with the new Nook tablets. So the Nook branded tablet that uh, they will be selling in the bookstores is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S2 8.0. And here's a little bit of specs. It has an 8-inch Super AMOLED capacitive touchscreen display with a resolution of 1,536 by 2,048 at 320 ppi. This is totally amazing. Underneath the hood is an octa-core processor. So this is an 8-core processor uh, featuring a quad-core 1.9 gigahertz and then a quad-core 1.3 gigahertz. 3 gigs of RAM. There'll be an SD card that supports up to 128 gigs of extra storage. Now, I don't know if as if Barnes & Noble will be marketing both the 32 gig and a 64 gig internal uh, memory variants, but those are the two options that Samsung has available. It has an 8 megapixel rear-facing camera and a 2 megapixel front-facing camera. It'll be bundled with Android 5.02, which is Lollipop, and you'll be able to download all the apps that you want from the Google Play Store the Nook App Store, and then the Samsung App Store. So you have three different content distribution systems. Now, of course, it remains to be seen if there'll be any Nook branding on the devices. The last two tablets from Samsung that Barnes & Noble uh, released only had Samsung branding on the tablets. There was nothing to let you know that this was a Nook branded tablet. The only way that you sort of knew it is when you powered it on and there was a number of Nook apps on the front page, an e-reading app, a library app, a setting app, magazine app, uh, an e-book store app, and so on. So you can think of this as a multi-purpose tablet where you do have some Barnes & Noble apps on there, but that's not really stopping you from taking advantage pretty well of any app that you want from the Google Play Store. So if you want to install the Amazon app or the Kobo app or even the Goody Reader News app, you are more than able to do it. This tablet also is going to be released by Samsung tomorrow. So chances are we'll hear an announcement from uh, Barnes & Noble shortly. Let's jump into some Amazon news. Kindle Unlimited launched in India today. It's an introductory price at about $1.50, and it'll double or more in price uh, in October. So if you want to check it out, uh, now's the time. Uh, Kindle Unlimited is uh, basically a Netflix for eBooks platform. Uh, it's only really available in Canada, the US, and most of Europe. India is the first time that it really kind of branched out into uh, Asia. So we'll be watching to see if they use this as a stepping stone to get into Japan, into South Korea, and uh, other markets as well. 
speaking of Amazon, Amazon Underground it has been announced and released last week. It's a new app store that has thousands of games and apps available for free, even those that cost money on other app stores with no catches. You'll be able to download popular titles such as Fruit Ninja, Goat Simulator, Star Wars Rebels, Recon Missions, Office Suite Professional 8, and many more. What's most compelling is that none of these apps that are currently available have microtransactions of any kind. So Amazon Underground is basically defining what an Android app store experience is capable of. At the same time, they're making it very lucrative for developers. Uh, Normally, when app developers uh, make apps, they normally charge a one-time fee, so 99 cents, sometimes a few dollars, uh, sometimes in Square Enix's, uh, you know, for their Final Fantasy portfolio, things cost like $19, $20. At the same time, uh, Candy Crush Saga and, and apps like that, they pretty well make billions in microtransactions. So with an app developer, you pay them $0.99 cents and that's it. They don't make any more money from you. With Amazon Underground, you'll be able to download their paid app for free and then Amazon for every hour that you actually use the app, Amazon will pay the developer 12 cents. So if you download like a free app that normally costs 99 cents, but you use that app for like, you know, two weeks, a few hours a game, uh, like a day, that developer is making quadruple off of you than it would just charging a one-time fee. So this is actually quite lucrative. Uh, Amazon is actually monetizing the underground platform by running advertisements, and the revenues that it brings in will be used to pay for developers. The ultimate hope is that more people will jump ship to Amazon from Google Play because you can actually get paid apps for free, and you can feel good about it because you're not actually pirating these apps. Uh, Things aren't completely rosy with the underground launch. Customers have noticed that Amazon did get rid of its free app of the day program. And many people have been wary of installing underground because of privacy issues. Uh, When you install it for the first time, it wants access to a litany of personal information that some people are finding intrusive. On the other hand, sacrificing some of your private info to download thousands of paid apps uh, might sound like a good trade-off to some. If you live in Japan... Or if you participate in Amazon's Kindle Direct publishing scheme, there'll be an 8% consumption tax applied to all Kindle eBooks uh, going forward. So starting October 1st, uh, list prices will be tax inclusive, meaning that the 8%, 8% consumption tax will be included in the list price that authors establish. Uh, we have full details on our blog in terms of the exact revenue system, but suffice to say, if you are a self-published author, you really don't have to do anything, but it's uh, important to note that this is occurring. Digital magazine subscriptions are on the rise. Uh, it may be considered a moot point by now, but you know, digital is increasing and print is on the decline. According to the latest ABC audit, the average circulation of magazines fell on average 5% in the first half of 2015, while digital circulation rose uh, 21% year on year. 
what is most interesting about this report is that magazines such as Empire and Men's Health are hampered by both tough competition, but also shifting consumer attitudes towards their content from online first to online only. That's to say people are getting entertainment and movie news from such as The Hollywood Reporter or IGN on a daily basis and not Empire. Uh, The second major component to the audit has to do with publishers starting to be successful with turning their print titles into premium advertising channels. Cosmo, for example, is still a key magazine brand and alongside its print version has successful events such as Fash Fest and high uh, high profile awards like Ultimate Woman of the Year. The magazine has also started to double down on social media such as Facebook where clickbait articles on sex are shared millions of times a day. They also have one point three million Twitter followers, all of which are unaudited audience extensions. So do you use Overdrive? Are you a library that uses Overdrive or do you borrow ebooks from the library? Well, I have some crazy news for you. In 2015 thus far, and obviously it's September, the month is clearly not over yet, Overdrive has announced that it has loaned out 100 million ebooks and audiobooks. This is a massive achievement for uh, the company because they've only really been marketing digital content since the year 2000 when they started digitizing uh, a lot of their ebooks and really kind of getting into it. So, you know, 100 million is huge. If you kind of look at what's happening in terms of trends in libraries, uh, 2014 was a banner year. Over 10 libraries uh, in the U- North America, so this is just Canada and the U.S., they loaned out over 1 million ebooks each, which is a significant increase from the six libraries that achieved this milestone in 2013. What's more, two libraries loaned out 2 million ebooks. So, this is some big news. Uh, what type of ebooks are being loaned out the most? Well, Overdrive is starting a monthly report from over 34,000 libraries and schools all over the world. Uh, the top five most borrowed ebook titles from libraries in August was The Girl on the Train, All the Light We Cannot See. Ghost Set of Watchmen, Gone Girl, and Grey, which was E.L. James retelling the Fifty Shades of Grey, but from Christian Grey's uh, perspective uh, instead. So that's about it for the news that we have here today. There is a plenty of tablet news that's going to be announced at uh, IFA in Germany uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow is going to be an absolutely crazy day in terms of tablet news, uh, new devices, and everything else being announced. We'll likely do an audio update tomorrow if Barnes & Noble does release the new e-readers, and we'll do a break in audio so you can be uh, t- told about that. In terms of the tablet news, there's going to be stuff by Samsung, Acer, Asus, uh, the usual suspects. We'll do a roundup of what's going on and what are the most compelling buys uh, for Q4, for so the holiday season, Thanksgiving, all that type of stuff. So thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Goody Reader Show. My name is Michael, and everybody take care.